0: date 0311.2021, welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a kind of smart, kind of funny podcast about new Star Trek and beyond. I'm your reluctant Captain Mike Garcia. With me on the view screen, we have
1: Mariah Gossett
0: and Clyde Haynes. Tonight, it's a loose hang, one of our patented Mm -hmm. loose hangs. It's going to be an ultra loose hang. Uh, typically what we do, if you're if you're new here, is we, we uh, break down a new episode of Star Trek every week, but there is no new episode of Star Trek this week, or not until, well, we don't know. Maybe, hopefully sometime this year, we'll talk about that soon. But we are streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Um, our buddy Grant Davis can't be with us tonight, uh, but he'll be back next time. And tonight we're going to talk about the recent onslaught of Star Trek news and some show previews, some show announcements really anything else you guys want to talk about in the live stream chat um Clyde tell people about the chat.
2: So if you are watching us live and you want to hang out with us and you want to participate in the chat, here's si- simple instructions. You're just going to type in capital P, capital O, capital D, capital POD in the chat, and that'll let us know to take a look at what you're typing to us. You don't have to type in capital P, capital O, capital D, capital POD. If you're just hanging out and talking to Home Chicky and Marge, feel free to chat away.
1: Do it. Yeah, there's uh, other ways you can support this little show that we have as well. Uh, One is you can join us over on our Patreon if you join at just $2 per episode, which is a great deal right now because we're maybe releasing like one episode a month until we get some more track coming down the pipeline um you can chat with us about all of the star trek news there's watch-alongs happening i feel like almost every night of the week there's something going on in that slack channel it's really fun i tuned in for an episode of enterprise last week and had a great time chit-chatting uh with our slack and patreon folks so uh join us at patreon.com star trek pod uh also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. So if you don't want to ever miss an episode, uh, whether you're in the live chat or you listen to us later next day, which is also super helpful, make sure you're subscribed wherever you prefer to listen or watch your podcasts.
2: So wait, Mariah, did you have a great time hanging out in the Slack channel or was it a great time watching Enterprise? Because one of those I believe and the other I struggle with.
1: I had a great time with both.
2: Okay, it's too early to
0: start <laughs> weep, to start upsetting the the listeners and the viewers, Clyde. It's too early for that. Okay. We're like three minutes into the stream. We're already alienating the enterprise heads. Sorry, don't do it. I'm going to drop you out. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's dig into this loose hang. Uh, let's talk about our upcoming. Never ending Trek news. Um, first, actually, I wanted to just say hi to everybody. Hey, Santi Santo, Chupi. Uh, who else is here? Marge, and we got Home Chickie, Takako. Um, some more people coming in. Kang, Kang what's up, Kang? Good to see you guys. Super glad you're here. Yeah, drop your comments in the chat. This is going to be a loose hang. We're just going to go through the news. Um, Mariah, you are a news hound. Which one of these stories that you dropped in our uh, in our doc here do you want to talk about first?
1: Oh, well, I think we'll cover like the, we can go maybe big to not small, but bigger news to like more granular news, right? So the big one obviously has been that CBS All Access is now Paramount Plus. It means all of those fun promos have to change. <laughs> um, as someone who makes content for a living, I feel a little bad for editors out there in the world, but um, it's it's been a changeover. Have y'all explored the app since it changed over?
0: Yeah, there's a. The, it's kind of the same, but there is more content. Not more Trek content, unfortunately. There's only four Trek movies on there. Mm-hmm. I checked because of like just weird licensing stuff, and there's not a lot of Paramount movies. I don't know how these streaming services work. Just like random stuff on them, but um, I am. Um, it's kind of the same um, interface for me because I use um, my my PlayStation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Through Amazon to watch uh, CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus, I used to just use the app on the phone and like Chromecast it, but the app is such a mess that I just bought a subscription through Amazon and it's much easier. Hmm. But um, I am enjoying uh, since we're you know there's no new Trek on it. It is easy to to find a Trek show that I want to watch on mm-hmm. there, and Paramount Plus does have a YouTube channel. And on the day that Paramount Plus rebranded, they had a twenty four seven Star Trek stream on on the YouTube channel, so that was fun, just having like random Trek episodes playing in the background all day. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, but really, no no huge change for Trek fans.
1: Yeah, it's it's all there. I have found it to be a little less glitchy, so maybe it's been. Uh, Cause I watch it via the Roku. Um, and mm. so it's been working well over there, but yeah, it's nice having just like the whole Trek family right in a row. when you want to go and try to find something to watch. Um,
2: I have not checked it out. I am looking through it now. And um, it seems like there's some interesting things. I could see myself watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. After we wrap that might happen, or uh, <laughs> I- maybe I'll check out Godfather part two. I don't know,
0: Clyde. If you like uh, artsy procedurals, I think you'll dig Clarice. Clarice is on there—the new Silence of the Lambs type show. It's pretty good. Do Do
2: I look like a guy who enjoys artsy pr- procedurals? Mariah, if you like artsy <laughs> procedurals, yeah.
1: Jen, uh, a writer I really like, is a consultant and now right. an actor on that show. Jen Richards, I believe. Um, but yeah, she's oh, yeah, great. That's right. Um,
0: yeah.
2: No, seriously though. I mean, I, I pretty much watch just about anything, at least to get a flavor of it. But I saw Clarice and immediately said, that's Silence of the Lambs. Probably out of that. Mm-mm. Not really my thing. But yeah. Nicole uh, Jackson
0: says, uh, I honestly only use it to watch Star Trek in Twilight Zone. Twilight that's Zone. That's pretty much great. where I was at. Mm-hmm. Like, haven't checked out the new Twilight Zone?
2: It's it's kind of hit and miss, but the hits are really good. There's some good episodes. I was in the Scorpion for a while. Um, I dig the unicorn. Um, So there are a couple of things. And I mean, who, who from our generation isn't a little mildly curious about the real world homecoming in New York? Oh yeah. Yeah, It's been on my list
1: for a minute. I mean,
2: what has Julie been up to, bro? I mean, I don't really care, but I kind of care. So it's one of those things that I'm, I'm at least going to check it out there for a
1: moment. Yeah. Yeah. The Twitter commentary alone seems Mm -hmm. like it's worth the watch. Um, But speaking of Twitter commentary, we also got a really great preview and Twitter, I feel like, went off about the uh, preview image we finally got of Star Trek Prodigy, which is our first full alien crew, which I'm really excited about. Also, I'm not sure what the little purple and... Teal uh, character is, but I already love them and I want to protect them with every fiber of my being. I believe the LGBTQ I plus community truck community has already um, decided that that is our new non-binary figurehead and we are ready for them.
0: <laughs> you mean the, fascinating like a, a little blob?
1: Yeah, it's so cute. I don't know how animators are incredible in that. They literally make me love a little teal and purple blob. <laughs> I'm like obsessed. <laughs>
2: there we go. Clyde, have you seen these guys yet? I have. I mean, I've, uh, I was, I was kind of reading up on this cause I'm curious. So there's a lot of things about this that I'm interested, in. but the fact that it's a non it or oh, excuse me, it's a full alien crew mm-hmm. is fascinating. And I think for anime, that's perfect. Um, at some point, I think we should try that with live action, but, um, I, I i'm fascinated by this and i mean you've got a couple people that look pretty close to human but i'll i'll let it go i i you also know, like I, I, I mean I, i'm i so i'm interested the fact that it's on nickelodeon it's about a bunch of rambunctious teenagers has me not quite sure but <coughs> then you toss in kate Mul- Mul- Mulgrew, and i'm mm-hmm. like uh i'm in for a little bit yeah yeah reprising- kate Mulgrew.
0: Is still attached to this show. She's going to star as Captain Janeway. I can't wait to see what she's going to look like in this Mm -hmm. kind of computer animated style. Um, Because it just looks so fun. It looks so different. I love that they're taking Star Trek. You know, Kurtzman, everybody involved in New Trek is just taking the franchise in really new directions. While still doing their best to honor what Star Trek really is, right? Um, Like with this. It's like, we're going to go we're going to give you something you've never seen before not just an all human crew but species you've never seen before something that looks kind of like a star trek meet, meets pixar mm-hmm. and some some really weird looking characters and like you kind of alluded to Mariah there was kind of a from twi- twitter some of the old heads on twitter were like what the fuck is this this isn't star trek right but i love it i, I think this is where we should be going especially for kids mm-hmm. um like this doesn't look like I don't watch a lot of like, you know, I'll watch some of the like preteen teen teen kids shows like like the new Mm She-Ra. It's cool. I watch stuff like that, but I don't watch stuff for like little, little kids. This seems like it's for like younger kids. I don't remember what the age bracket is, but I think they're going to love this. I mean, this looks cool. Uh, It's going to have the spirit of Trek. It's going to have Kate Mulgrew as Captain Janeway. I'm not sure she's going to be a recurring character or a guest character hopefully she's on every episode we'll see
1: yeah i'm really excited about it i think they're they're tackling this in an interesting way um and it is actually going to be broadcast first on paramount plus and then will later run on nickelodeon um and i think it's interesting and and we can put a link maybe in the show notes to this uh kind of rundown of where kurtzman sort of sees the future of trek and trek content and he sort of lays out this plan of like We're never going to premiere more than one new property, essentially per year, it seems like. So once per year, we'll get something new. This year, the new thing is going to be Prodigy. I think next year is going to be Strange New Worlds. Um, And they're really interested in being able to make a trek for everyone so now we hmm. have Prodigy for younger kids he even talked about potentially there being a Trek that's on BET and a Trek that's on Showtime and how you can like kind of have these different splices of Trek that meet different audiences where they are and you don't necessarily have to watch Trek all of it to know what's going on on everything else so I think it's interesting it's an interesting approach
2: I'm I'm not sure how I feel about BET Trek <laughs> Yeah, I'm just.
1: I mean, did you did you watch any of um the First Wives Club that they did on on BET? I
2: don't think so.
1: I, it was like your Toe headed it up, and I thought it was.
2: I, I feel like I may books. have seen the pilot. I just uh, I, as long I, as
0: there's not a CMT Trek, I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I don't want to know what that looks that's like. Still a more. channel. I you know. Yes, I don't know. Maybe after Trump lost the election, that channel just went away. I don't know,
1: um, but yeah, i'm I'm interested, you know, and who knows? because it's like things change like this was supposed to be on Nickelodeon, but now it's like Paramount Plus and then Nickelodeon. Um, but I, I was also interested in this idea of like the showtime trek, you know, like even more edgy and adult, and like what does that look like?. <laughs> <laughs> <Clyde>. <laughs>
2: I, None I'm, of us want to go there. I'm not going there.
1: All right. Oh, look at this
2: top of Chico. Tapachiko. Just... <laughs> you thought we'd stop um, at Klingon Boobies? Here we go. I mean,
1: I mean, honestly, though, if you took a. So here's the thing. Here show, we go. Uh, the Showtime <laughs> Trek is the Klingon meets Sopranos familial drama show.
2: Right. It, no, I it, like it. Is it or is it Space Game of Thrones? Well, that's I kind mean, of what they pitched
0: Discovery as a little bit, but I would I would love to see a Klingon show. Like I look back on the first season of Discovery and that time we spent on the Klingon ship, uh-huh. so cool and had so much potential and fun. And I love that they were speaking Klingon. Um, I wanted more of that, and I think if we got to explore that somehow, that would be cool. Obviously, that would be a very like niche a niche. Um, series i'm not sure if we would get that maybe it'd be like a web only series i don't know but before we we head too far into um the potential new stuff coming out i want to go back to prodigy because we had some Mm -hmm. good comments in the chat about this this show um let me see if i can find them and clyde just just your overall thoughts on this um you're gonna get your kids to watch this i know you're from the three of us here you're the only one with kids
2: as much as i would love it i think there's zero chance that my daughter's going to watch this oh no um she's just not really into space stuff she's just not like i've i've tried a few times um i know i'm a failure as a father but i'm working <laughs> on it
1: you'll get there you'll get there
2: <laughs> but but i you know it'll be interesting i think it really depends on the 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 characters and some of the storylines And, and so if this is a a Trek kind of feel to it and it's really written for a kind of a younger generation, um, she may not be ready for it yet, but I think at some point this might be interesting. I'll, I'll be interested in it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um,
0: Marge says about these new characters that we're seeing on screen, uh, And they're all non-human, and we don't have any names for them yet. But Marge says they're not in uniform, so do you think they enter the Academy? I think we're not going to – I don't know. It might culminate in these characters entering the Academy, but everything that CBS, Paramount, whoever has released about this show, um, basically the logline is these are just random space kids who – Kind of steal a starship and go yep. go on go on an adventure, right? They're not really cadets.
1: Yeah, they find an abandoned ship and kind of take it for their own little adventures through space. And so, you know, this is definitely going to be an, an adventure of the week kind of show. I'm imagining.
0: Yeah, Cole Jackson says, "LOL, Clyde is my spirit animal." <laughs> okay, he al- <laughs> he's he always says what I'm thinking. I've got to go because I adore kate Mulgrew, but it's kid. it's for kids so i don't know if it'll hold my in- too much that's what i'm saying like it's gonna get us all to tune in just to see what kate Mulgrew does on the show yeah. right yeah
2: yeah i mean i'm definitely tuning in but okay i'm gonna say this and people are gonna freak out but I- i've keep trying to watch the clone wars
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's one I know I I keep hearing keep watching, it's gonna get better. Like the 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 last season is you know, there's there are certain episodes you have to see. But that is something that doesn't quite feel like it's written for me. And even though I'm interested and kind of sort of want to see what happens, it just can't hold my attention that long. That's what I'm worried about with this, is that I'll want to because I love the universe. But the storylines that are typically written for kids drive me insane. (laughs) Right? Like, I find myself shouting, why are you doing that? That is a (laughs) stupid thing to do. Because it's for kids. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's for kids. I know it's not for me. It's not for us. It's for kids. But, you know, we're fans of the franchise. And Mm -hmm. there's probably a percentage of every episode that we can really get excited about. So...
1: Yeah. I think it'll be cool to watch. I'll be interested too. I'm I, I know the the two creators of this show also just signed an overall deal with Paramount CBS conglomerate. Um, and they're I think they have some cool visions of like kids programming and beyond. Um, but I'll be interested to see what the writer's room looks like for this, um, if that ever gets released, because like I really like um like adventure time, which I know is fairly like made for kids but has a lot of tongue-in-cheek sort of wink-wink stuff for I think the parents who have to watch it in the same way that Pixar movies are, you know, made on a kid level but have things that very obviously go over their heads so that parents don't know bananas having to have this in their homes all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Santi Santo has a question. Do you think this is taking place in the Delta Quadrant? The second guy looks like a Talaxian. And I think he's talking about the, the, the purple guy. He does look a little Talaxian. Do any of these look like races we've seen before or species we've seen before in Trek besides a Talaxian looking guy? Mm, no.
2: I can't
1: really say like off the that also because they're the animated versions of them so it's like Mm -hmm. harder and there isn't like a good zoom in of like face details or anything right yet but um but i feel like i read somewhere that it is taking place in the delta quadrant
2: Hmm.
0: okay
1: um i'd have to find it to confirm but i vaguely remember that's like kind of how janeway comes into all of this uh is because it's in the delta quadrant
0: she's like damn it i'm back in this fucking (laughs) delta quadrant with these weird
2: kids Where's Chakotay when you need him? And, and Santi Santo says it's the the orange guy, I think. Um, yeah,
1: that's what I oh, thought right too, on. the short right. dude.
2: The, the rounder looking yeah, fella. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the purple guy looks a little too
2: athletic to be a Tlaxi. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he doesn't have enough fur. Yeah. Mm. That's true, that's true.
1: But yeah. Not
2: not athletic enough, Clyde.
0: <laughs> what I say. Uh, Marge says, I want Trek for old people. <laughs> That we have that. It's 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 on Netflix. It's on CBSL Access. N- no,
2: there. we do have it. It's called Picard. Um <laughs> I was just kidding. Well, that's how they really. in,
1: in the video <laughs> that they gave that, you know, they did all this like launch for Paramount Plus in the the sort of like full Trek trailer that they put together, uh, they call Picard their first sort of more like true trek drama like serious drama is serious adult drama yeah. yeah serious adult drama is how they're labeling picard um which speaking of picard um if we're ready to move on from prodigy
0: let's move on
1: sure um, had some filming filming delays, I think, due to like COVID restrictions in Toronto. So, um, I believe they're back to filming currently. I saw quite a few of the, uh, the Trek family getting their vaccines, which is very exciting. Um, which hopefully means everyone's getting, uh, including uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, has all vaccinated up. So our captain is protected. Um, and I think from the understanding that I've from what I've read is. There's no way we're getting section 31 until they wrap up Picard.
2: That's disappointing.
1: And the, the idea is that we've sort of heard all of the new stuff we're going to get over the next, at least two to three years has been announced um, TV wise. And then anything new would come after that has finished. So,
2: um, so, yeah. so why exit Michelle? Yeoh so early then.
1: I think she's got she's other stuff to do stuff. Yeah. She's yeah. like on a Marvel movie. She's like. High she's, in demand. The,
0: she's in the eternals, right?
1: Yeah. She's in the she's eternals. In and the then, eternals. um, I, I saw recent, she recently, she's been filming in a very deserty looking place. I'm not sure where in the world. Uh, I can't quite remember, but very exotic locations wherever okay. she is.
0: <laughs> she's moving to star Wars Clyde. <laughs> She's making the jump. No. She
1: would be someone though. If there was any actor in history that could be in like every major tentpole franchise, she could do it. I recently went down like a total Michelle Yeoh like movie deep dive and God, she's so good. And even from the beginning, like all of her like stuff when she's just entering like the Hong Kong like filming scene and stuff is just so impressive her movements have always been like so incredible so she's she's awesome,
0: she she is g- awesome. G- give me a recommendation beyond crouching tiger
1: oh i'll write you a list we went i want that list I, we went all it's like lots of stuff on uh on amazon prime there's lots of her older flicks are over there but there's one where she's essentially like indiana jones before indiana jones like she has a whip she rides a horse she's like ch- cha- like cart chases like it's wild and amazing.
2: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did you say words after she has a whip? I, I didn't hear anything after that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a horny pod. Oh, All right. Nope.
1: No, oh, uh, no, we moved hey, going past back the to... showtime show. Mike. Hey,
2: we're not talking about that. <laughs> I didn't bring
0: it up. Um, whoops. Uh, Santi Santo had a cool theory about prodigy. Um, this tech, this text is so small. Can you
2: guys read this? Yes. Somebody read it. All right. This is my theory. They are scavengers in the Delta Quadrant. They find the starship brought by the caretaker, and they need a tutor or mentor. So Starfleet sends a hologram of Janeway. Hmm. Okay. I like everything
0: except for the hologram. I (laughs) want it to be Janeway, Janeway. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that would be... That would be. A, I mean, I don't mind if she appears as a hologram, but it should be that she's like somewhere else and is just like popping on the ship to give them life advice as, as like you know a hologram message. You know.
0: Oh, not like yeah. As as long as it's not like a a new entity, like a hologram based on Janeway.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it needs to be actually Janeway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like a program hologram Janeway for me. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, I recently watched one of the things that I, I found on Paramount Plus was um, this documentary that the Smithsonian put together on like Star Trek. It was a promo piece, oh, I yeah. think, right when um, uh, Star Trek Beyond was coming out, and um, it it features a lot of the actors from from Star Trek Beyond, and uh, they do some like history. It's very much those like. Um, the the like toys that made us sort of vibe and i think it was used at the museum of pop culture in seattle which is um an interesting place but uh anyway so it was a little documentary it's like stuff that you kind of already know if you've been into trek for a while but it's still sort of like something to fun to have on in the background while you're doing other things but speaking of documentaries apparently a new 8 hour trek series has just been uh announced for the history channel uh, for the 55th anniversary of star trek uh so we'll see how that comes out no launch date as of yet of when that's supposed to come out but
0: eight hours of what exactly well it's going to be like mariah said it's coincide to celebrate the 55th anniversary of trek and it's going to focus on according to deadline a behind the scenes look at pivotal moments in the franchise history um, everything from Lucille Ball's production company starting the original Star Trek to all the adaptations and even the the lesser known adaptations that really didn't make it, like Star Trek Phase Two, which was which turned into Star Trek the Motion Picture, I think, mm-hmm. and was an idea that Gene Roddenberry had to bring Star Trek back before the Next Generation came out. So mm-hmm. that'll be cool. And then there's going to be an episode, I think, devoted to the original animated series, and apparently this is being billed as one of the most in-depth documentaries about Star Trek, from behind the scenes to the front. Like, they're trying to get the entire cast of all the shows back, mm-hmm. uh, crew and experts in the realm of Star Trek, were available to be in the documentary. Happy to um, participate. Yeah, we we'd be happy to participate. Our fee is yep. very low, very very low. Very, it's actually very high, <laughs> but I think History Channel can can <laughs> can Netflix. pay it. Yeah, like Mariah said, I'm excited about this because the uh the the company putting this together is a company that produced the toys that made us on Netflix. I really enjoy that. That's like a really fun, poppy kind of easy to follow documentary, um, series and the company that's producing this is called nacelle productions
2: <laughs> which i think is great yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense yeah I, am i a am i a bad star trek podcast co-host if i think 8 hours is a lot I, it's a series yeah it's not you're not going to sit down for 8 I'm hours not, and watch but i'm just saying i think 8 hours of trek history
1: there, there had better be some interesting, more things than I already know for me to sit down for eight hours. I will, I will yeah. agree with you there, Clyde. In that, um, I often watch a lot of documentary series that come out mm-hmm. now, and I think they're very long and they repeat a lot of the same information over and over again. So I'm hoping that each episode is at least like its own subject matter, right? Well, and
2: mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think, it, it, I think it depends on how, how it works. Like I literally just watched it. It probably was about an eight hour docu-series on samurai. So it's quite possible that this mm-hmm. would captivate me. Um, it just sounds like a lot. Yeah. Santi says it's eight part, not
0: necessarily eight hours, but I think okay. uh, it might be eight hours, but we'll see. Um, Homechicky says, I wonder who will narrate.
1: Mm-hmm. Who do you
0: want to narrate right
2: now? Shatner? No? No. No. Michelle Barrett. Is there anyone else? She's dead. Well, I guess, yeah.
1: Can, uh, computers can make that yeah. unhappen yeah. now. Right. Learning. Um, um, I think
0: Marina Sirtis, man. Her voice is stellar.
1: I'm really mad at her right now, so we're not going to talk about that. Um,
0: <laughs> I just saw her in, a, I've been watching um, Titans, that show on, that mm-hmm. DC show. Mm. this is all right but she she's in it and i was like it's Deanna troy yay then i was like oh but she's she doesn't understand the politics of texas and she upset us but
1: <laughs> yay <laughs> i um you know i wouldn't mind like martin green i think it would be really mm. fun to like pass it along to like the newest generation of trek in that way um i think you know frakes is an o- also a pretty obvious choice um Oh, how am I? LeVar Burton. The Yes. yes. I,
2: I mean it's it's interesting because you, you mentioned Frakes and you mentioned certus They both have done a bunch of voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So it'd be in their, their wheelhouse. I actually would what about Mark the do- <laughs> the doctor from Voyager? I don't remember his name at the moment. Robert Picardo, man. Oh, yes, R- Robert, Robert Picardo. Picardo.
0: Yeah. Looks like the chat is liking the uh the LeVar idea Mm -hmm. somebody said roxanne dawson oh yeah yeah i like her um santi says gates mcfadden is actually a producer of the documentary Ah. i saw that too yeah okay
2: that makes me more interested because i'm Mm -hmm. a gates mcfadden fan
0: yeah yeah dude i i am all in on this i've seen like almost every star trek documentary um i i go to sleep listening to audio of the commentaries from the old star
2: trek movies so yeah, this is for me.
1: <laughs> this is very much for you.
2: That this was is very much for me. That's a that's a deep cut. That is way into the rabbit hole. You go to sleep listening to commentaries of the old Star Trek movie, dude. There's nothing like
0: listening to Leonard Nimoy talking about diving into a giant uh, aquarium in his underwear while you're snoozing to Slumberland. It's you
2: know, listen. You perfect. know how I feel about the Well movie.
1: It's the best movie. <laughs>
2: It's a third best movie, yeah. I, I'm with the people in the chat though, because you know, LeVar Burton is kind of like my hero, so that works. You know,
0: uh, Merle and Dill, sorry if I botched your name, is saying, Yeah, LeVar Burton, or again, Kate Mulgrew, more yeah. love for Kate. We all love Kate, don't we?
1: I mean, who you can't help but love Janeway? Um, but uh, speaking <laughs> of, do you guys want to talk about movies?
0: I like movies and we're getting a new script from a new writer, right?
1: Correct. Yes. So, uh, Kalinda, uh, Vasquez is, uh, been pinged to write a script for a new Chuck movie or has, or, or at least has like a treatment and has pitched it to JJ Abrams and, and all of the powers that be, and they've all sort of signed off on it. Um, she wrote for the, the walking dead previously and like a, a slew of other shows she worked on, I think season one of, uh, of disco um and michelle paradise retweeted it which to me makes it feel a little bit more real because i feel like every year we get like a rumor of a star trek movie but it's yeah. like if people who are actually involved in the franchise are like this is the only one i've seen them sort of like talk about openly on twitter which makes me think it's probably the most likely to be real
0: i mean this is what and i think this is going to be real for sure it's on deadline and this is a writer who's written for this- um, discovery mm-hmm. i think she wrote the uh uh the episode from last season in which miss uh, michelle yo exited the series and she also wrote the uh short trek in which pike is putting a new crew member through a test oh. you guys remember that one
1: yeah
0: um and mm-hmm. she yeah she has a, a long list of of interesting genre in sci-fi credits so
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that that's great and also i mean she is a, a woman of color, a POC, writing a Star Trek movie through, through that perspective. That's something we would really want to see, I think. Yes. Um, yes. And she's named after a Star Trek character, apparently.
1: It was uh, written in the stars, literally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kalinda was the name of a character who was in an episode of the original Trek. If you're watching the video, we pulled up the the uh, the deadline article, and they have the writer's Headshot next to the the actor who played the original Kalinda on the original series. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah,
2: this is pretty cool. I mean, that backstory makes me feel like I want to be first in line to see it. Um, Yeah, I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, I'll be they they don't they give us absolutely no details as of course they would, which is the other reason I'm like this feels the most real to me because there's no teaser to try to make people talk about it in any particular way. Um so yeah, we have no idea what it could be about. Could it be new characters, current characters? I wouldn't mind seeing a disco movie. A disco movie would be really cool and I'm here for it.
2: It's not going to be a disco movie.
1: I know. I'm
2: so I'd be so into a disco movie. Yeah. Yeah. That being said,
0: I mean, we kind of get a disco movie every week when that show's on. The production value is so high. Um, but, yeah, that would be cool. I um, let, Let's think about the, uh, the Trek movies that have been, quote-unquote, in development over the past, like, five years since – or decades since we got, like, Star Trek Beyond, like, five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So, first, there was the idea that there would be a direct Star Trek Beyond sequel mm-hmm. starring – uh they're gonna bring chris hemsworth back as K- george kirk kirk's dad and there's gonna be some time travel wonkiness that gets uh that gets george and uh and captain kirk fighting whoever together which cool you know get the two chris's okay. together not bad um and then we had rumors of a tarantino penned uh, star trek movie there were also rumors that he was going to produce and direct it. I think that went nowhere. Good. And then Good. Something, something that was in pre-production was um, an original take on the series with uh, new characters um, being written by Noel Hawley, the showrunner of Fargo, who's um, a neighbor of ours here in Austin. And during the pandemic, I think it was announced that Pre-production on that completely stopped, and they
2: never went back to it. And Holly's like, "Yeah, I'm. That's over. I'm not doing anything." I'll, I'll listen. Trick-wise. I want to. I want to take my Tarantino comment back. On the surface, that just seems insane. But in truth, I wasn't so sold on J.J. Abrams before he kind of produced what he's produced, and he's done a pretty pretty good job. So
1: I just personally wasn't ready for all the feet shots in the Tarantino version of Trek.
2: I, I, I'm just not used to, uh, my, my Trek having that much blood and gore.
0: I don't think it would be like too bloody or too gory. Uh, if you watch Tarantino movies, like a big criticism that a lot of people have, it's like, they're too violent or too gory. But a lot of times, like in most Tarantino movies, um, it's really the threat of violence that is hanging over like a pall throughout all the movies. And sure, there is typically one big violent scene in every movie, but uh, but I don't know. It just it just makes sense within the movie. Like not every scene is like bloody and gory and stuff.
2: Kill Bill seemed to have a whole lot of like samurai,
0: <laughs> but it was so shots.
2: cartoonish.
0: That movie was. Yeah, those was. movies were. It was such a cartoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Chupi is saying one thing about Tarantino. He makes entertaining movies, in general, and I agree. I agree. I think. I think he's made enough. Like he said, he's
2: going to retire soon. Anyway, this is now a Tarantino listen, podcast. Listen, listen. I agree with that, Chupi. It's just there are certain properties that I I want to hold on sacred. Star Trek is like my happy place. This is where I go. When the world around me is kind of nuts, mm-hmm. so well, gatekeeping. let's not do that. I'm just <laughs> saying, this is I my happy we, place.
1: I don't think we have to do much gatekeeping in the way of Quentin Tarantino. Um, okay. <laughs> but there, speaking of previous directors though, who were attached to stuff, there, there is rumors that came out like today. Is this today? I think the news dropped, yes, or yesterday, um, that the director who, uh, Put out Wrath of Khan. Has Nick Meyer. Nick Meyer has also pitched a possible movie that are like whole other characters we've never seen before.
0: Khan!
1: Because um, he had at, apparently... At this point,
0: made... I, I saw a tweet today. It was like, a, who hasn't pitched a Star Trek movie, <laughs> like, today? Like, <laughs> so many. There's so Literally. many... Like, I, I just named off like four that we've gotten in the past few years, four Star Trek ideas that were in development for a movie. It's kind of like Paramount doesn't know what to do with the franchise on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because in 2009, we had the reboot, which was mega successful. Yep. And kind of blew up the fandom in good ways, yeah. right? More people came to Trek. Uh, and then they kind of botched it with the sequels, unfortunately, uh, even though I we did cover those movies on the pod last mm-hmm. year and we like those movies. And there's, you know, those, those are pretty fun movies. But it's just like they don't know what to do. They're, it's like, do we want to do we want to make a movie for Trek fans? Do we know we want to make it for general audiences? But it's hard. I I can sympathize. Like, it's hard to find the line. Right. Of creating something that is. For fans, but also for mass audiences. That's going to be a $700 million hit all across the world, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Honestly, I was more... Apparently, he had at one point talked about doing a miniseries that was supposed to sort of go into the backstory of Khan. And I was like, honestly, that sounds really cool to me. And I'm sad that that got uh, sort of tabled. But perhaps it'll come back around Um but yeah, I mean, Nick Meyer's a cool guy. I've met him at a sci-fi uh, film festival before. He's like really great on panels and and really um, great with fans in general. will sign stuff, and and is a really nice person. Um, so I hope you know whatever comes comes out of it is interesting. At least,
2: would you be okay if they did to Star Trek what they've done with the Spider-Man universe and just keep rebooting
1: it? I mean, if we're going to create even more timelines, that's kind of interesting. But I, I think Ooh. I'd prefer to see new characters played with personally.
2: I would definitely be interested in a mirrorverse disco movie with George Sure, as long as you got Captain Kelly, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I want to see, but I want to see the real Captain Killy that you know kills people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we keep getting threat threats of that. I want to see the real one, but the I mean, the maybe violence and that.
1: The the Showtime show is the is the mirrorverse show.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can probably find you a uh, an Insta about. an Insta fan account of of uh who's the actor who plays Tilly? I forget her name.
1: Mary Wiseman of uh,
0: Mary <laughs> Wiseman with pictures of her with straight hair. I think that'll do. That'll do you. I'm good. I think you'll be okay with that.
2: No, but we liked the Mirrorverse, like crew. Mm-hmm. I'm not a
0: huge fan of the Mirrorverse. I think it's <sighs> it's way too campy for me. Sometimes it's way too campy. But
2: like Oh Whoa and everybody, they were just so nice in the Mirrorverse. I could I could watch that for ninety minutes.
1: I mean, again, I'm still waiting for my drag queen um, Star Trek mashup in some way, shape, or form. I think the fans want it. I think the drag queens want it. I think it needs to happen. I saw recently that Mary Wiseman has been doing some work with Drag Out the Vote. Uh, So it's like it's already coming together organically. And I think it should just happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like you said. I mean, that's the the Bravo Trek show we need, right? Yeah. Uh, Nicole,
1: Jackson.
0: <laughs> Nicole Jackson agrees with me. She says, uh, I think the mirrorverse is interesting for an hour on TV, but not for a movie length show. It's too over the top, too over the top.
2: That's, sure. that's fair. Nicole. I yeah. mean, that's fair. I
1: also think it's a little too inside baseball f- to get general right. fans in, in seats.
2: True. I mean, there's like 16 people that watch it and they'd be happy about it, but that'd <laughs> but be they'd about make
1: it. No money. <laughs>
2: no money whatsoever
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah no. um so there was this cool article from let read inverse They actually have some really fun star trek articles i
1: also really like their general like layout of their mm-hmm. website for articles Looks yeah snappy. there's definitely
0: some some smart fans who write for inverse and they had a new article out that says uh five Star Trek characters that could return in strange new worlds. So these are all kind of based on rumors. And the cool thing about inverse is like, they don't just, it's not really a lot of clickbaity rumor stuff. What they do, if there's an interesting rumor and it inspires their writers to write like a fun list or some kind of fun content, they go with it. So uh, that's what I like about this, this website. So what they are positing Bones's daughter, Joanna McCoy. Do we remember Bones's daughter?
1: Not off the top of my head.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm going to say no. No.
0: Apparently she's on she she's only been in the Star Trek novels.
1: Okay. This makes okay.
0: sense. That okay. That would be it. Not exciting. Not ex-
1: ooh,
0: Spock's other sibling, Cybok.
1: Now mean... that
0: would be
2: <laughs> I don't use this word often, but that would be tight. <laughs> Give me Cybok. This is this is like the definition of inside baseball, right? We're <laughs> we're we're geeking out on ve- a very minutiae characters. Yes. Hold on. It's I mean, time he's for not
1: that small. Since wait, it's wait, like... wait.
2: It's time
0: for something about Cybok. Okay. <laughs>
1: ah,
0: Cybok hot freak. All right. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Mariah, hot <laughs> freak on Cybok. Spock's brother from Star Trek: Five, The Final Frontier, directed by Shatner, the greatest filmmaker in the world.
1: Uh, What do you think about
0: Cyborg? Do you want to see? I'm just
1: going to distract you with my fan (laughs) dance.
2: I mean, have we have we not already tortured ourselves with exploring the genealogy of Burnham (laughs) as Spock's sister? We're going to sign up for this again?
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's going to happen, it would have to be, like, it couldn't be the whole, like, theme or major plot point to a season because we've gotten so much of, like like you said, Clyde Spock's genealogy. He's done his 23 and me. We are done. <laughs> we, I we know all we need to know.
2: <laughs> I mean, at some point I'm just going to be looking for it. That's going to be like the John Lasseter and Pixar movies. It's going to be a long lost relative of Spock in every Star Trek. Ep- like series from here on out. Um, I'm gonna be looking for it. So yeah, I, they're not gonna do it because of the Burnham
0: connection mm-hmm. for sure. But I always thought a reimagined Cyborg would be a cool character because this is a Vulcan who's like a punk rock Vulcan, right? He, uh, he he's got em- the anarchist
1: cookbook. He's ready to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, he he's an, an anarchist Vulcan. He embraces his he he ditches logic and embraces his emotions, right? And I think it'd be cool to see somebody interesting play him, like the dude who played Ramsey Bolton in Game of Thrones or, you know, a cool dude. young actor. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun.
2: I hate that dude.
0: <laughs> That's why we have multiple perspectives on this show. Thank you, Clyde.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Hot Frakes on Cybok.
0: Okay. So, guys, what was your favorite, like, Cybok line and scene and, like, item of, of
2: dress that Cybok wore? Clyde googling Cybok lines now Uh (laughs) okay moving on
1: I was Uh, like honestly the opening of that movie was like the wildest like five minutes of my life because I was just like what is even happening where are we who is this person
0: I remember you were like is this the wrong movie
1: I literally thought I was watching the wrong movie I was like did I somehow get onto canon movies plus instead of paramount plus what is happening here and I love canon movies so I was like I mean if if this is the the ba- the so bad it's good Trek movie, you've found the right person, but I'm probably the only person
0: <laughs> okay, so this article also mentions that we could see a Rex, the navigator of the enterprise in the animated series the the one bridge crew member who was kind of not necessarily a humanoid character. yeah um, Mariah, I think you're the one who's most familiar with the animated series. Tell us about a Rex.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's there's like the B crew um, on the Enterprise deck, and and this article touches on a couple of the other ones. Uh, Eric's is one of the few ones that's sort of like on the bridge regularly, even with the sort of prime characters we're we're used to seeing. Um, but yeah, he sort of plays. I don't know he's not like a, a major role he pops up enough that you remember him and that he's sort he's got some good one liners and he's got a crazy third arm so it's like <laughs> oh um, could be kind of fun uh, uh, I think we see a version of of his species on um lower decks right and what so, about
0: Maress from uh, the oh, animated Maris, series
1: Maress is great she purrs when she's like trying to get a comm signal in she's got a crazy tail it's super fun. She's got a big old head of hair.
0: <laughs> yeah, she looks pretty cool. Yeah. I would love to see live action versions of these characters cuz Moresse yeah. kind of looks like um like she's part of the ThunderCats.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing with Moresse would be trying to make sure it looks nothing like the cats from Cats. It's like yeah. I would need it I, to be a very different direction, uh, like special effects wise. I,
2: I think this is a good choice. The Cation, like, kind of race, is something that is somewhat prominent in some of the mm-hmm. novels, particularly the Titan series that that I was a mm-hmm. fan of. So I think this this might be on the radar. Maybe not um, Maress in particular, but I would not be surprised if we saw yeah. a Kation
1: because they've been in the movies like as background mm-hmm. characters too so yeah. there's there's sort of precedent there.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool.
1: Very neat.
2: So so I don't know if you see it, but Chiki has a uh Chiki has a a a comment for us, Mike. Chiki he says, that, yeah. Chiki. Oh, Chiki. Yeah, yeah. You want to read? It, says it "At what point will you get tired of all the new Star Trek? I remember when I used to care about Marvel." Um, that would be like asking me, am I over a Fast and Furious movie? Um, and so the answer is, nope, I'm going to watch them. Now, am I going to podcast about all of them? Probably. But <laughs> am I going to watch them a second time? I don't know. But am I going to watch them? Yes, because, well, it's a starship, and I watch stuff with starships, so.
1: Yeah, and and Kurtzman, I think, is feeling the news deluge has been strong lately. And so I think that's why in the articles and like a lot, I think it was vanity fair, talked to him about this. And and he essentially said like, we're a quality over quantity game. And so we're never going to put out something that isn't going to hit the quality that we want it to. And so um, while there have been all these announcements, I mean, right now there's no new Trek on, we don't have overlapping Trek. Um, it's a, so I'm for that right
2: like I am for overlapping track oh i do i can do two,
1: could do two, two shows a week <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair point <laughs> good point
0: well well I don't know I mean two shows a week could be um even if it's one of the main dramas like discovery and then and then prodigy going on at the same time you know two different track shows for two different audiences that's
2: fine
1: yeah, I think I, that would be I the only overlap. I what
2: I was saying was, could we do two podcasts a week? And that's no. where I was like, do you guys? <laughs> <think,
0: laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to, because what we do on this pod is we cover all the new Star Trek shows episode by episode. We started with Discovery, obviously, moved on to Picard, and we did it for Lower Decks. So whatever comes next, we're definitely going to start doing that. But I definitely think we should cover the Prodigy premiere, but it's not really for us. Um, so unless it really pops for us, we probably won't cover it week to week. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. It might be something where it's like we do the premiere and maybe we do like a mid-season check-in and then like a season wrap up or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I mean, if it's really good, I'll do it. But it's also yeah, hard yeah. because sometimes those kids shows are like 20 minutes long. So it's like, unless we're going to do 20 minute podcasts, I mean, they could be minis. Who knows? Dude, uh, we have like
0: no content today. We've been going for an hour. We're, I know. I think we'll that's be okay. Like, we're knows? missing somebody. So,
1: um, who knows? But uh, oh, Clyde, what did you say? But yeah, I, I, as far as like the overlapping trek, I, I don't think they'll ever put out like two of the like you were saying, Mike. If there's the same audience sort of trying to be grabbed, I don't think they're going to put them out at the same time. Um, because I can tell you as a fan of drag race, it's been watching two shows that are going like UK and U S have been going on at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. been like a never, I mean, I kind of love it and I kind of hate it at the same time. It's like a weird thing. Cause you're like, Oh, now I have so much of this, but once it's gone, how long am I going to have to wait for more? You know, I was right. like, I'd rather have stuff spaced out. So
0: uh, PW Gregory is calling us out. He says, wait, I remember asking you, if you're going to cover Prodigy, and you guys said definitely.
1: I'm holding the word. I'm ready to cover it.
0: I th- I think we said we'd definitely cover the premiere. We'll see. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Mariah Mariah will be covering it alone.
1: I'll just <laughs> be on here by myself. You guys With will have to talk stream. to me on yeah. the live stream. Just chit-chat or else it's just going to be me. She's going to get a whole in. new
0: crew. It's going to be, be, be <gasps> Mariah and a bunch of drag queens talking about
2: <gasps> Prodigy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I would leave you <laughs> all in an instant if yeah, drag queens would. invited me onto their show. <laughs>
2: Listen, I look, I I it really depends on on how how good it is. Because I think it's one of those things where if it's more like clone wars, then it's it's just gonna be the same thing kind of over and over, right? If it's closer to lower decks where it's it's kind of funny and cheeky, then, yeah, then, uh, you know, it it might be interesting. I, I just think this is going to be really challenging because it, it, here's the thing that fascinates me about Prodigy. You're creating something for an audience that is largely unfamiliar with Trek. Um, and so I just don't know what you're going to get. Like, you're trying to draw in an audience that has really never seen any sort of trek unless they happen to, to watch it with their parents and uh, this is different from when i used to catch my mom watching you know the original series sitting in the living room who wa- the truth of the matter is no one really watches tv like that anymore right it's it's yeah. we're on on personal devices so i just i'm fascinated by this i'm just not sure if i'm on board to watch it from week to week
0: Yeah, I think uh, JC had a good idea. Make uh, Baron von Grant recap all the Prodigy (laughs) Eps. He'll probably watch it. He has kids. He does. Uh, Santi had a cool comment. The Prodigy showrunners, and Mariah, I think you mentioned this earlier Mm -hmm. or something about this. They won Emmys for Troll Hunters. And the writing in that series is amazing. And it is for children, but very adult friendly as well. That sounds great
1: gonna have to check out troll hunters
2: yeah i I think i saw the the premiere and somehow i never went back to it so we'll see
1: i will say though pilots are hard i feel like i have Mm -hmm. to always give shows like two at least two episodes Uh to kind of get a good feel anymore because i i saw recently um uh Jermaine, from, uh, who's the writer and creator of What We Do in the Shadows, which is one of my favorite comedies of the last two years. Um,
0: Jermaine Clement.
1: Yeah. Um, he said they wrote like 22 versions of the pilot episode of that show. And he was like 15 to make the studio notes not awful and the rest to make it funny. Wow. So it's like, you know, uh, there's so much that goes into this this art form that I, I always feel like I got to give the creators a couple of episodes to really get a feel for things anymore.
0: I do two or three episodes yeah. unless it's really, really not my cup of tea in the first yeah. episode. Um, well, Merrill and Dale well, I was uh, going to
2: say, Mike, I, I, as you guys know, I used to, you know, my wife and I used to have a show called pilot watching yeah. that would really look at th- kind of that, the pilots and see how they were constructed but like you you said, it, the genre has changed, right? Like if you go back and look at some old pilots, like if you go back and look at, the pilot to The Wire, for instance, that is a great pilot that stands on its own for the most part when you look at the writing. But nowadays, I think you really are looking at, I feel like I have to give anything that I'm serious about and really curious about, I gotta give two or three episodes before I really understand what the show is about and whether or not it's something that I wanna watch. Cause every time I don't, I go back and I hear, oh, it's amazing. And I gotta gotta go back and watch at least two more episodes.
1: Yeah, Word. I I always like going back and um, like the pilot to Cheers is one of my favorite pilots to go one. back and reference. It's a great one.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Marilyn Dell says, "I don't see Kate Mulgrew signing up for something unsophisticated, accessible. Yes, but I would be very surprised if Prodigy wasn't a smart show." That's a really good point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. She's she can be pretty picky. I've heard so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, I think my official predictus of what we're going to get in 2021 show-wise is going to be, in, in, and I think it will be in this order, is Lower Decks, Prodigy, Disco.
2: In terms of when we get them? Yeah, like
1: we're okay. going to get the those three shows this year.
2: So what you're saying is I just got to hold out to Disco.
1: So here's the thing with Lower Decks, though, y'all. Lower Decks I, is great. I've been going back and re-watching Lower Decks, and it is still funny. It is still, like, a great, like, I put it on when I'm kind of winding down from my work day, and it it really, like, chills me out, makes me laugh. I, it's been a good rewatch.
2: I will try that. I think that there were some Lower Decks episodes that were like, that was great. And there's some others was like, huh, okay, that felt a little, a little more like filler.
0: Mm. I think there was maybe one that wasn't a hit for me, but all the others are really fun. And then when that show shines, man, it really shines like, like it, not, not just with the references, but doing its own thing too. Like when it could, it could pull out a few little references and build upon them and really, um, make you feel and care about those characters while also laughing like every other minute. And it did that for at least like three or four episodes for me. And now that um, the showrunner, Mike, McC- Mike McMahon, has has a little bit of cachet now that the first season was met with some acclaim, mm-hmm. I think it's he's going to come
2: in swinging when, with some really good stuff in it season 2 got lots two.
1: of awards, or it's mm-hmm. nominated for a bunch of awards, so...
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys have convinced me. I was going to go back and watch Enterprise and give it another chance, but instead I'm going to go back and watch uh, Lower Decks. You were not going to go back and watch Enterprise. Actually, I was thinking about it. I was actually going to go into the Slack and go, hey, give me, because the last time I asked for some Enterprise, like I had a, a buddy who was trying to convince me that Enterprise was one of the best. Star Trek properties, and he gave me a list of of episodes. I started watching those episodes. They were largely terrible. And so I was going to go back to the the Slack channel and say, hey, give me a list of episodes to watch. I'm going to go out and I'm going to watch them. I was going to do that, but now I'm going to go back and watch it on Lower Decks.
0: Everybody, you're welcome. We started with an Enterprise disk We're ending with an Enterprise disc. Thank you so much, Clyde. But seriously, guys, if you do have a list of Enterprise episodes, how many you want, Clyde? Ten? No. Give me five. Give me
2: 15 five. 20 five episodes strong to episodes. You give me five, I'll ask for more. Give me five All good right.
0: ones. Choopy just says join the Slack on Wednesday. That's when they watch Enterprise and they, they pick the episodes that they like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So join okay. that. Yeah, Honestly, check that it- out.
1: It was like I had not tried to watch Enterprise in a long time as well, Clyde. And I saw I randomly got done early with my normal Wednesday night gig. And I was like, Hey, I want to join the Slack crew. What are they watching? Watching Enterprise? Cool. I'll jump right in. And it was a great episode about Travis and it was really touching, great family okay. dynamics. I enjoyed it.
2: All right. Uh maybe Wednesday. I'll I'll come hang out on the Slack, watch the the watch alone.
0: Hey, if you do it, if you,
2: if if you, you do like it, I'll do it. Okay.
0: It'd be fun. Okay. I think we've exhausted the news. There's probably like five more Star Trek stories that just dropped while we were potting. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, that's all I got as well. Uh what, what do you all think are what's your predictions of what shows we'll get this year?
2: Clyde? Uh I definitely think we'll get Prodigy. I definitely think we'll get a lower decks. Um I, you know, I'm certain that we're going to get discovery. Uh, I, I think I wonder if we'll get Picard.
1: I feel like maybe Picard, like January, 2022, like yeah, very see, early. 2022. That's,
2: that's where I was. I was trying to figure out like, is it going to drop like late 2021 or, and you know, like, so we just get it like at the, at the wire, you know, like a, you know, Late October, November, or something like that. But, yeah, it might be January, January. I think that's when
1: we're going to get disco because it seems to take them about a year from from shoot to to done. And I know that they were shooting through the fall and the winter. Um mm-hmm. and I think they're still doing some some shoots right now, but, um, I follow one of the, honestly, following post-production people has been the best insights to when we're going to (laughs) get stuff because I saw an editor is already working on episodes. And so I was like, if it's already in the hands of an editor, I think we'll get it this fall.
0: Mariah, what does your Twitter stalking say about Strange New Worlds? Is that in production yet?
1: It is filming, but I don't think we're, I haven't seen anything on Mm post-production happening yet. So I, I think they're still filming.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chike says uh, Picard has some work to do to win him back. Um, y- you know, I-, I think the thing that's most interesting to me about Picard is not Picard.
1: It's seven of nine.
2: <laughs> no, but she's wonderful. I- I'm interested in this crew, this motley band of kind of galactic mix- misfits. I want more of that. And I feel like we just started scratching the surface with them. Mm-hmm. That is what has me interested in Picard, if I'm honest. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Sir Patrick Stewart. I, I do. But that's not the draw for me right now.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I like the crew. I, uh, I think they kind of gelled towards the end of, this, of season one. And hopefully we'll get more of a crew-based, ragtag crew-based type show. It's a new showrunner. So j already told his story okay. and it's going into the hands of a new showrunner and we'll see. Hopefully it's a funner, like more crew based story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Choopy says, and this is for you too, Clyde. Uh, this week they're going to be watching the Borg episode of enterprise and it's a good one. I've All seen right. it. I've seen it. And it, that is a pretty fun one. I so, don't yeah. think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I saw it a long time ago. Um, like, A decade ago or something, they put out these DVD sets that were uh, themed episodes, and there was like a Borg-themed set you could get, and that was the only Borg episode I'd never seen. So I was like, oh, this will be cool, and I
2: actually enjoyed it. I mean, truth be told, I have a Captain's Log watch set in my closet now. Me too, I have that one. So I've got, like, here are the Captain's favorite episodes. The time travel one is cool. The time travel set is pretty
0: fun, too. All right. (laughs) I think that's all we got for this week. Um, let's see. I think we're going to try and do like these loose hangs at least once a month. Okay. Does that sound good to you guys until we get some new Star Trek content? And then we'll probably dive into some uh, some Patreon-only uh, podcasts starting mm-hmm. next month. Uh, but thank you for joining us on the live pod. And if you're just listening or watching the YouTube video replay later, thank you so much for it. For checking out the pod make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel hit that notification bell to be notified when we go live during the off season
1: yes and as we've been talking about our patreon is definitely the place to be is specifically during the off season and for just two dollars an episode which means for two dollars this month you can come hang out with us in the slack uh you can see if clyde and mike make good on their promise to join us for enterprise on wednesday We'll see what happens there. Um, But we're talking Trek news all the time. So join us. It's patreon.com slash Star Trek pod.
2: Yes. And do not forget to follow us on social media as you can follow us at Star Trek pod. Um, So thank you, Karen, who runs our Twitter. James Worm runs our Insta. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Clyde, where can we find you online? You can find me at Clyde Haynes on Twitter and online at www.kianclyde.com. Mariah.
1: And I'm at Mariah Gossett on all platforms. That is Mariah with a Y and a Gossett with two S's and two T's.
0: All right. You can find me at Mike Moody Garcia on Twitter, on Insta. And if you're a fan of Mariah, fan of Clyde, fan of Grant, and maybe me, uh, there's a new podcast I have called Star Wars Pod. You can find it at Star Wars Pod hq.com and all these homies have been on that show there's about four or five episodes already so i'm doing that weekly so check that out too all right live long and prosper
1: bye